Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Jacob's Wife with a K. Don't forget, because I kept forgetting all day long. Joining me tonight, first up, uh, maybe the last week ever from Maryland. He is the business manager at bloodygoodhorror.com. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. If it's not the last week, something has gone horribly wrong you kind of look like you have scrubs on tonight it's kind of weird it's oh there we go shirt, I, see, I, see. Eh? Like, I see i was expecting other digs you know there's, there's other different than, digs that other than that the hair's looking fire yeah it's great next up on the show from richmond virginia please welcome caitlin hello and last up tonight from indiana please welcome casey hello Jacob's wife, John, is our subject tonight. This is a uh, horror movie starring Barbara Crampton and everyone's favorite um, schlub. Is schlub a fair way to describe it? Favorite, <laughs> favorite dad bod, Larry Fessenden. It's how his agent pitches him yeah. around town. <laughs> For years now, I pretty much just thought that he was the character, his character from your next in real life. Like that's kind of my feeling of just what his whole vibe is, but this might replace it now. This might be who I think he is. Yeah. It's got another layer to it. I actually felt like this is as straight a character as we've seen him play in a while. Agreed. So, which, which was interesting, but yeah. And his butt. (laughs) Did we, did he go? Oh, we saw his butt. We saw his butt. Yeah. I I blacked out some of the Fessenden <laughs> stuff. There was a lot of lingering on Larry Fessenden's. He's got a butt. he's got a Hank Hill butt a little bit. <laughs> well, Eric texted today the teeth, and I was like the teeth, the tooth. Yeah, like, I, I was like, did I miss that? And I was like, ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I black yeah. I like blocked that. Out Five of minutes into this movie, there's an extreme close up of Larry Fessenden, not only brushing his teeth, but just face covered in toothpaste, <laughs> like an animal, like. <laughs> Don't I don't like mouths, John. I want to see people's mouths. I don't want to touch. Like no, like no, thank you. I just, I mean, but do you think he was acting? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Larry Fessenden reads a script and he's like, he he sends notes back, like, guys, not enough gross shots of my body Uh, necessary. I'm gonna need more mouth and butt in this, please. Thank (laughs) you very much. Those are my two. Those are my two in my rider. I it's only signed for a two cheek minimum. <laughs> God bless him. I mean, like he just, I've been doing my glute workout and, uh, the world's going to see. All right, guys, <laughs> let's do it. I guess let's jump in and review Jacob's wife. This is it. Your big break in TV. From the front time. Main feature. 
You know it's filled with words, John? The Bible? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Damn, bro. Mind melts. Oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to go from there because you just answered my question correctly. So, <laughs> um, uh, Larry Fessen in this movie, a uh, man of the Lord, you might say. Mm-hmm. Minister, I believe. What is a minister? I have a lot of questions. Like, he wears the collar. He wear. I, that's exactly well, what I was gonna say. He wears the collar, but but. Uh, yeah. Lutherans wear the collars too. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it just it depends what denomination you are. Like, he priests are Catholic, and then like everybody yeah. else. I, I don't know. Exactly I went to Catholic church growing up because my mother was Catholic, and like I did all that shit, like confirmation classes, all that crap. Oh, it's bullshit. And um. I used to get in trouble all the time, John, because I would talk back. Does that sound surprising to you? You? Yeah. You? One time in, no. um, in church. second grade in like, not in church, but in like the religion class, they yeah. went around the room and asked us all like why we were there. And I told, not trying to be an asshole, totally straight face was like, oh, my, my mom makes me come here. Yeah, like, but what did everybody else say? Some like, BS, some answer, hot bull crap, John, because that is the only answer as to why you're there as a second grader, okay? <laughs> but uh, my uh, we, Casey reminded me when he said Lutheran, my father's family's Lutheran, my dad's not religious, so we never really did that, except every year on Christmas Eve, we'd go to like midnight mass at the Lutheran church, and this shit always blew my mind, John. There were like women priests up there. Mm-hmm. The bread was like fluffy and delicious. It wasn't like this stupid <laughs> Catholic like wafer thing they give you. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the body of Christ. You know, they were singing songs. There's a huge Christmas tree. I just remember going there every year and being like, "Y'all are just on a different level," and I like it. I yeah. wish this is where I went. I was baptized Lutheran. So really, it's wild that was style, like the end man. Of it for me, but yeah. Know. No, I went through the whole brainwashing course. And I came out all right on the other side, so I feel pretty Did good. Did you have it. to wear a frock of sorts, Eric? No. Like, are there pictures of you no. is what I'm getting at? No, I never did, like, I never did, like, thank God. I was never, like, an altar boy or anything. Did is you just ask him if he had a christening dress? Is is that not a thing? I don't <laughs> No, not, no. You just went, I don't know, I rem- you just dress up in, like, a button-up shirt. I probably wore a clip-on tie or some BS at some point. That's probably about I remember it. going to a friend's thing when I was really young and she had, yeah, like a, 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 a I don't know, some then kind of dress pro- and I was like, what is happening? Then she probably was, was like, she was probably participating in the mass. I didn't do that. I'm not a participator so much, Caitlin. Like, I don't do extra credit. So there we are. There's my religious history, John. Is there anything else <laughs> yeah, you'd like to really know? Yeah, we really nailed it down. Should we wrap yeah. up? Or- yeah. <laughs> Uh, Larry Fessenden, man of God in this movie. <laughs> it's relevant, you know, to the movie. Yeah. I'm going to need everyone else's religious history before we carry on here. Um, John, please bring us the word of the day. I would venture that was the most digressions in one word of the day transition we've ever had. So, know. you know, congrats. I don't know about that. It's it's in the top five. Uh, today's word, Eric, is parable. That's mm. P-A-R-A-B-L-E. A simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus in the Gospels. Interesting. And why did you pick that for this movie, John? Well, as you said, um, Jacob of Jacob's Wife, the film, uh, is a man of God. Uh, his wife, who uh, Barbara Crampton, uh, and whose name in the movie is Anne, 
um, you know, they're they are they're like the they're the minister and the minister's wife. It's, it's, so it's it's a very religious household. There's a lot of like him scolding her, and I think she might even do it once or twice back to him for like blaspheming. I, I, I do remember someone accusing someone else of blaspheming at one point. But yeah, I mean, I think the other thing with this movie though, and we can talk about it as we get toward the end. It's uh, there's a message. It's a little bit of. I almost went with allegory. It's a little. There's a. It was unclear to me that like that's the appropriate term for this. A parable is a little bit of a cheat. Um, but there's definitely, you know, it, it works its way toward a message. I love it. Like um, Jesus did in the Bible. Eric is just a tie a bow on that for you. I uh, Jesus got it. Well, what mm. tell me about this movie, John? Uh, yeah, Jacob's wife. Uh, so we, as we mentioned, Larry Fessenden and Barbara Crampton, that's sort of a headline. Mm-hmm. Um, this is directed by a gentleman, uh, whose name, first name, Travis, last name I'm pulling up right now. Well, he, he <laughs> did, I believe that movie called We Are Not Here, right? That also had. Crampton. No, no. So Travis Stevens, second time feature director. His first feature is the girl on the third floor. What you are thinking about, Eric is the fact that he's produced a bunch of stuff. Got it. So he produced that we are not here. He okay. did. Um, I saw her mention that movie in an interview regards to him. So it must've been that they just worked together on it. Uh, he did. I mean, I was looking at his credits earlier. Starry eyes. I remember being on there. Um, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a second time director. Uh, but as I said, Crampton, Barbara Crampton, one of the producers on the film, um, and also, I mean, it's really, it's her movie. I mean, she's, I mean, Larry Fessenden gets a lot to do. He chews a lot of scenery, but she's the central character. The setup here is uh, Anne is the minister's wife. They live this, you know, pretty, one might say boring, sort of small town minister, minister wife type of existence. There's no children. Um, and that is interrupted when I, I forget exactly they in in the credits they they refer to this there, there's a vampire that they refer to as the master and this vampire shows up in town um, we actually see the vampire take uh, one of the like one of the parishioners who they had been interacting with that's sort of like the the setup but Anne is like quickly drawn into the circle um, she is also she's Anne is pulled in at a point where she is considering a, an affair with a former lover. Um, and so it sort of sets up this whole issue of her not being satisfied in their relationship or in just in her life in general. Um, and now she is sort of transitioning into vampirehood. Um, and that, I mean, that's basically the setup. I mean, the background is that you have this minister and the sort of religious overtones that that brings with it. Um, but a lot of the film is her wrestling with her needs, her hunger, um, him trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, there's, there's like, there's some cops, like there's a little bit of faints, you know, this way or that way about, you know, what exactly who, you know, who the vampire is or what the, you know, but that's the setup. It's it's a relationship picture in it, a lot of ways, Eric. It is. Mm-hmm. So yes, I like your old timey use of the word picture. I like that. Um, Caitlin, what do you think? 
I really like this one. I I really like women in Barbara Crampton's age bracket. And I know that a lot of times they're just sort of like. Just like as a rule, you're like any woman between <laughs> 55 and 70. I like, love them. Down for it. <laughs> well, you know, I think that. I, I know what you're saying. Have you ever heard of the Red Hat Society? I feel like you know. <laughs> my grandmother well, is a member. I just like, I don't know if you have those, those women in your life. I have, you know, a lot of aunts in that age bracket. And before that, I, you know, my, my grandmothers were there and I'm really close with them. And I just really like, I don't know when women get to be that age and you explore, we explore this in the movie, like Barbara Crampton feels, I don't know. There a lot of women that age describe feeling kind of invisible, you know, for a long time, women are usually for the worst, like objectified and sort of, you know, on guard all the time. And then at a certain point you start to feel like, I'm invisible. I, you know, I don't know what my role is anymore. I don't know what my purpose is anymore. But in in the same regard, it's kind of freeing because you have this opportunity to be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means they turn into Karens, but sometimes I guess that means they turn into vampires. <laughs> right. And I mean, all that stuff you're talking about is woven really deeply into this whole script here. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't really have a voice at the beginning and, you know, it takes this sort of monstrous transformation uh to to get her to sort of explore some of those avenues but i really like the way that that we you know that we see that happen she gets to explore some things she gets to explore hunger i'll never not love a horror movie where a woman is like exploring hunger Mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know it was really cool i i really liked it she did a great job the the vampire design was fun, harkened back to more like Nosferatu-style vampires. Uh, and our timing was good here because CM Punk had his return to wrestling last weekend, dude, as I understand. It's so weird because I'm, like, I'm not a big wrestling guy, but I, I mean, I recognize that dude. And you said he was in the movie, and I just went right. I didn't even see him. Went right over my head. Well, I mean, he's, he's you know, decked out in police gear and has long sleeves on, so it's like you don't see the... The you know, trademark tattoo. tattoos and yeah. things like that. But it was cool to, you know, kind of have our watch with this synchronized with his return. But they, I mean, to see him punk's credit, he kind of blended in really well into that role. So oh, he's yeah, getting he better. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in it, this, the director's other film. Isn't he one of the main characters? The girl, I didn't see this girl in the third yeah. floor or whatever. But So fun um, fact for John, because I may, maybe John's aware. I don't, I don't know how much John's on the internet. He just, Return to wrestling yeah, yeah. for the first well, time. Well, to like AEW. Years years. Yeah. 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 It was like Saturday or so, or this yeah. past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Money. He, they found the <laughs> right amount of money and he was like, cool. As he should. Who could uh, fault him? Yeah. Uh, Casey, what'd you think of this? Uh, I ended up liking this a lot. I'm a big Barbara Crampton fan from back in the day. And uh, Larry Fessenden's always done some good B movies. So I've been a long time fan of him. So I was here primarily for those two. And the vampire stuff that the way they played with the mythos stuff like that, I thought was fun and they handled it pretty well. And it was enough that it didn't make you think, Oh, what the hell are they thinking with vampires? But he twisted it up a little bit to make it the, you know, this film's own kind of formula for vampires, which was cool. Uh, Barbara was really great. And I was really sucked into the whole kind of uh, relationship story between her and Larry Fessenden watching this. And she did a really good job. She came across as, really sad kind of bored you could kind of read everything her character is feeling on her face and then once we get the big reveal after she gets turned the first time and i think it was in the supermarket as she's walking down there and i thought that was a really iconic scene to pair around her 
second coming and it was really effective and i think she kind of owned it from there on out larry fessenden was chewing scenery left and right but that's kind of what he was there for he had to be the the straight man kind of to her going off the rails and i think they really worked well together so i was kind of into it and everybody else did pretty good i enjoyed the vampire stuff the most though like the master looked cool and I like that it's not the traditional route for some kind of master vampire. They took a nice angle with that. And it was cool to see the lady that plays the nun gets more work. <laughs> so well, what, what's cool. interesting about it is that it's like a, a Nosferatu visual vampire, but there's, but with the elements mixed in of like the kind of like sexual, I mean, even though that's, they sort of flip the script on that stuff. Like there is an element of like seduction sort of that is like mixed in with it. Um, that yeah. is just interesting to also be there with this like rat looking thing. Like that's more of the Nosferatu vein. They well, kind of really blended. Kind of they, it felt like they blended different types of vampire, like mythos into it, which I liked. Well, and they did a good job with some kind of religious imagery and stuff and symbolism, I think, go paired in there with Jacob and being the minister and stuff like that, because you could almost boil that down to like a Adam and Eve analogy, too, with the master being the snake that's luring Eve into taking a bite of the apple, so to speak, right? Yeah. You got the fangs and everything. She hissed. Spot on. <laughs> I um I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoy this movie a lot. It's pretty small and you kind of have to know that going in. It's like a low budget thing. The scope is fairly small. But for all the reasons kind of said so far, I I have been a big fan of like just watching this resurgence of Barbara Crampton's over the last few years, partially because like she's embraced horror working in horror and horror fandom in, in what feels like a very genuine way. You know what I mean? I've seen people embrace that because it presents them opportunity, but I've seen some people embrace it kind of at arm's length. Whereas like, she, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I follow her on social. I've read some of the stuff she's been writing and like Fangoria and stuff. And it's like, there's a real embracing, not just of these roles, but also just like what it means to be a horror fan, why people are into it and stuff like that. So I'm pretty like primed to just kind of be interested in projects she's doing anyway. Um, and to Caitlin's point, like, it's pretty obvious that she, like, she found this script, I guess it, it came out of like some kind of contest or something. And she really liked it and decided to kind of get behind it. She became a producer and helped get it made. And you can see why, like, it's, it's clearly a role that is so like such a kind of meaty role for an actress to Caitlin's point of an age where like those roles are sometimes scarce, you know what I mean? Where you're not playing a mom or grandmother or like something like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's a really fascinating tone. It kind of rides the line between being this dramatic relationship movie, but it's also got a kind of a, uh, black comedy streak to it. Like I, there were a few genuine laughs that it got out of me for sure, but it's pretty good at kind of dialing it back after it does that. I really, my favorite section of the film is probably the part right after she turns into a vampire and she starts pushing back against the sort of defined roles of what their relationship is. Because I think that's like the best opportunity for both of them to do this sort of subtle acting together. Um, like in particular, I love the scene where he wakes up the next morning and he, just his facial expressions, like he goes out into the kitchen and she's has not made him breakfast. And it's like, you can he see the gears turning and it's like, he's disappointed, but there's something in him that feels like, I don't want to act like an asshole right now. So I'm just going to like, see what's going on. So he like saunters out in the living room. 
she's like power working out to some jazzercise thing. And he goes, um, hey, uh, there's no there's no breakfast. And she's like, I wasn't hungry, like real aggressive back at him. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll pick something up on the way to work. But then he, this happens multiple times and every time like his attempt at being civil kind of slips away. And then you sort of eventually see how he really feels, which is like, you should be cooking me breakfast. Whatever. But it's like that whole stretch to me was just really fascinating, both watching her embrace start to feel this new life and energy and how that was changing her attitude. I think where the movie really wins me over is that it, it really digs deep on what that means, like what it means when a person in a relationship like this sort of starts becoming a different person. Like it presents you an opportunity. You, you can go two different ways and that's everyone's right. Who's ever made that decision. But like the movie doesn't just, um, you know, make that a hard thing and now we're a vampire and we're gonna it's like she there's communication like it's like they're showing this real layout for what it looks like for two people to completely split apart and then try to come back together and like there's even scenes where they're like talking very trying to be kind of vulnerable with each other it's not always easy for them to connect or whatever i don't know well it's not a simple answer it's not black and white it's not like well she's she's offered several or several chances to kill him you know like right as a vampire and she she doesn't take them right and like she, I, I agree with you it's like and there's a the version of this movie of where that's where it goes and i'm cool with it but i sort of like that they took the road less traveled and try to be like a, more nuanced with it or something no it's like uh we stick together yeah i mean yeah. right and he is very much an asshole like but i think it's like her character given her own experiences making the decision like there's something there in that commitment that's important to her and she remains to like explore it yeah, I would say, do you want to know what I thought about the movie first and foremost? Sure, John. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, no, I mean, on that part, part about him being an asshole, he is, he's not coded as, like, an asshole. Like, he's not mean-spirited. He's, they just live this, like, traditional... Um, they have they have roles. Know, like, he is who he is, yeah, and she's accepted it, and she slipped like, into her own role. Yeah. Through our eyes, and through, like, anyone with any sort of progressive sensibilities eyes, it's like it seems antiquated and like, yeah, you know, stifling to the point of it's never like abusive though. Like he's not even like, it's, there's no like verbal abuse. Like at no point does he right. yell at her, like present her as less than him. It, I mean, not in a ver like in an aggressive way, but it's all, it's there, right? Like that's because that's like coded into in society and relationships right. of that generation. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, so he, part of it is like, he's coming to realize, like, I actually, because he has an arc too of having to realize, like, he loves his wife and like, he loves her even though she's a vampire, you know? And like, <laughs> right. and, and he accepts the change. I mean, like, that's ultimately what, like, mm-hmm. so I am probably like the least positive on this movie, but still pretty positive of like, I enjoyed this a lot. For me, the best parts are the comedy. Like, I actually think it's, it's like actually a funny movie mm-hmm. like there's there's yeah. several a lot of it's there's sort of like your traditional like gore sight gags that like <laughs> several different yeah. vampire bites someone on the neck and blood like explodes these out of their people neck. these people <laughs> should like get their movie. they should get their blood pressure checked because everyone who dies <laughs> in this movie it's like a fire hose of blood yeah i mean that shit just like I, that'll get me every time you know like i'm always i'm always there for that and it's sort but, of like um, a fun like 
respite from how serious like the emotional part of it can be. Yeah. Well, and look like even Larry Fessenden, like as straight as he plays this, he's just, I mean, part of it's, uh, choices he makes as an actor or things that he brings physically to the screen. And part of it's just like what they do with him. Like when they have a 30 second shot of him brushing his teeth and it's like super tight on his mouth. I mean, that's all meant to be funny or at least like meant to provide some levity to, to the situation. Right. Um, I agree. Like I loved the, the vampire design. I loved, I, I will just put it out there. Like at one point I'm like, Hmm, this vampire is a really high voice. Like, what are they doing with this voice? And Same. then I was like, oh, it's a lady vampire. <laughs> like, well, I'd be curious. Well, it's coded super androgynous. Like, yes. the master yes. is totally. super old, and it's like, this is like a master pre-gender, pre-history. Like, yeah, yeah, super yeah, old totally. vampire is cool. But, I didn't but put it together she... until the final scene. I'm not sure when you're meant to, but only putting it together in that finale was like, a, felt like a really great kind of twist because I was like, well, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, I mean, it yeah. also it also like tees up the like, you know, I wouldn't say like it wasn't heavy handed in a on put it this way. I will use the word heavy like the message is kind of like you're hit over the head a little bit with it right there at the end because the vampire has like a monologue that mm-hmm. kind of delivered. But it was appropriate. And to your point, it comes at this moment where you're like, oh, right. now I yeah. see what's going on. And so I thought they landed it actually pretty effectively, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all things considered. I will say, like, for a movie, A, it felt a little, there were times, like, this could have been tightened up a little bit to me. There was a, specifically, I would say the second act. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, after the piece, Eric, that you're describing, where she kind of has those initial transitions, they don't really seem to know. It's about. Like, they have a hard time, hard time raising the tension. And it's about halfway through the movie. Ramping to the. Yeah. It's about halfway through the movie where he finds out, like they make a decision that he's going to find out f- not yeah. too deep in the movie. Yeah. And then that part kind of ramping into the finale is a little, yeah, a little slow. I, I do think that those were needed though. They, I mean, we could have had maybe a little bit more, could have been gone at a faster pace, but like the little things where he's like, you know, it, it's in those moments where he's like, you know, I, I do talk over you sometimes. I'm sorry I do that. And there's the moment where he's like, you're, you are going to have to eat again. And there's like him helping her cover up a murder. <laughs> so there's like the little moments of him, his character growing a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end, he unfortunately takes away one of her major decisions and we're sort of back, not back at the beginning, but it's like, oh, God, this like this sticking point in their relationship is still a sticking point you know, despite the growth that both of them have. Right. You know, well, even it. the way they time that and pace that out with that scene. Cause like you said, we're watching him grow throughout this whole movie. Then they have that great scene with Barbara and the master and the masters, you know, kind of explain, explaining the rules. You could either have control of your hunger or ignore it. And then you're going to have to fight it all the time. Yada, yada, yada. And Larry Fessenden's laying there and she cut his throat. And Barbara's looking at him, going after him. And then she reaches over and kisses him. And you can see him click just like that. And he's like, I do love this lady. But then he gets up and takes her decisions away from her. And you're like, come on, dude. You know better. (laughs) You grew. (laughs) I will go on record. And, you know, you all can call me an asshole if you want. Barbara Crampton, I have a hard time with her carrying a movie. To the extent she's asked to carry this. She does like admirably in a lot of scenes. And and Caitlin, the point you made about like there's this is a great role. And like it's a it's a good like I'm like glad she she 
you know, as we mentioned, was the producer on the film. Like she found it or, or presumably helped find it, helped make this thing come together. So like good on her for doing it. And like, I, and I ultimately enjoyed it. There's just a couple moments where you're like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and it, it is what it is. Like, uh, people who come to this with a like respect for what she's done in her career are will be like pleasantly surprised or yeah or, I was or I mean I was yeah. just I was I pretty mean, primed if, to if like if there are genre fans who understand that you know there aren't a lot of, I mean because she went through that in her career after a certain point like she wasn't there weren't any roles written for her yeah. and you know I they they make that pretty clear like there are not a lot of roles in life that people ascribe to women of that age in general. And like, you have that parallel with her career. And, you know, I, I do think that this is definitely one for genre fans and one for Barbara Crampton fans. Um, but that being said, is, I mean, what is the Venn diagram? What's the Venn, the, the Barbara Crampton <laughs> part that's not genre fans? Like it's, uh, she was like on soap operas. People. She was on soap operas for was a while. She on soap okay, I didn't there could be a sliver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that, but, that makes I think that was the thing that she was doing like late 80s, early 90s before she like stepped away from acting. But I really do like, I, I think I mentioned in our email, the scene where, and it's it's one of the initial transformation scenes. Like she gets blood, like bags of blood from the supermarket, which is a really fun sight gag. Like she, they're like, you know, jittering <laughs> in her cart as she rolls it Real across gross. the pavement. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, she's rearranging her house and like putting chairs different places. Like and she's that. got this like yeah. super strength now. And she's like dancing with a lamp and the curtains are drawn. And it's just like, you know, I mean, she's chewing scenery there. Just, I, it's just fun. I'm it's watching cool. her dance with a lamp. And I'm like, that's a good way to trip yourself, lady. Like you're going to get wound up in that cord. Just <laughs> Longest cord on a lamp I've seen. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I, I got distracted because I was just watching it. And basically every time they cut, it would like untangle itself. <laughs> Cause you can't just spin around with a lamp. That's not how that works. Um, but no, I agree. I, that was a, that was a pretty fun scene. And then it ended pretty grossly. Well, I thought it, she handled everything pretty well with what they were giving her to work with. Cause like I bought into like her emotional delivery anyways, of going through this transformation and kind of wrestling with the ideas of she could have the life she dreamt of versus the boring life that she was afraid she was getting tired of. I thought she handled that that parts of it well i didn't really see a problem with it myself i am i am picking nits just to be I clear know. i think too she's i think helped like i actually think the pairing of her and larry fessenden is genius it, because yeah for sure it allowed like he he has such of a i mean and if anything he like we, we've mentioned a couple times he plays this very straight but even straight larry fessenden is still he's a goof it's like 10% off the <laughs> You're like, what is going on with this guy? But uh, so it allows her, like she seems normal by comparison. Right. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. And the scenes that they're together, like some of their relationship scenes, mm -hmm. great. Like There's I, a lot I, of yeah. chemistry there, yeah. It yeah. did give me anxiety when she threw that um, cast iron right into the sink and then she put water on it. I was like, I, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> That's how you know she's a vampire. That's how you know she's a vampire now, John. She don't give a F. No, yeah. no, true. Um, I did not buy her like relationship with the other guy. Like the yeah, the, it just I don't well, know. Well, it's a little like she doesn't like put. A, I, it's hard to tell where she's at in the beginning of that interaction because like she seems kind of like all right, let's go on this abandoned uh, thing. We used to like apparently bang in because they make some reference to like how we used to hang out here. <laughs> She's like, how okay. can I forget is the word. Right. Like, <laughs> but the way it's presented is like, I just couldn't tell what I'm supposed to be 
sensing about how into yeah. this she is. But maybe that's the point. She just maybe this well, point she was she was playing with fire, but didn't want to like like admit they teed it, to it up herself. a little bit because like she's looking in the vanity before she goes, and she's got this lipstick on, and she's like mouthing the words like Tom, you know. And it's like <laughs> you can tell. And I think that you know we get Fessenden over his newspaper being like, oh, you're meeting with. Tom, who you used to date. And there's this like little sense of like, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I am. <laughs> you know, like this little sort of this like little smidgen of power that she has. And I feel like we see her toying and toying the line at least. The yeah. other issue I had with that scene, we are meant to believe that this gin mill, I believe that's what they called it, right? A gin mill. I think so. That that structure was going to somehow be rehabbed to become like a historical monument like that's the idea was that she was going there with him he was going to be the architect that was going to transform that into some historic monument for the town and then on the flip side her husband uh larry fessenden is like super pissed because he's like yeah and you're gonna destroy the history in the process so, so like it was the weirdest thing what like, was the other was option fucking like factory well right the only other option is to leave an abandoned factory i mean i think that's just them signaling like he doesn't take what she's doing seriously no totally it was also just like they just i don't know i mean i'm sure the way it's written in the script versus they were like we got to find somewhere to shoot this movie like do they have any weird buildings (laughs) around like yeah all right this one cool or it was just an exterior anyway and the rest of it shot on a soundstage i mean it was very but it was just called the spiral folks i got plenty of warehouses (laughs) (laughs) it was just so weird like that's the that's the type of stuff that's not necessarily played for laughs but it's so like almost disorienting in the movie it's weird if i had to uh pick a knit as far as like the writing with this movie goes i think there was a few times a couple times in this movie that there's people that Barbara was interacting with and they had said something specifically like, yeah, we were surprised that you ended up with Jacob or we were surprised that you married Jacob. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a weird thing to put in there considering that we're supposed to have a big challenge. And it is kind of a nice, it's like, oh yeah. So they haven't been right from the start, but I think it probably would have, even if it was an extra five to 10 minutes somewhere at the beginning to stretch out kind of that history or maybe in the intro intro credits or something to kind of show kind of why everybody was surprised. I think we'd add that add more to that balance between her and him and the relationship they're struggling with. She does say like, you know, he's a good man. And that when, you know, her mother, I think had died right after she broke up with Tom and, you know, Jacob was there for her. The church was there for her. So like we get it, but we don't see it. We just kind of, and it's, it's pretty thin as far as like hanging relation. Like she's been in this relationship for 30 years. I think she mentions like 28 years or something at some point. Um, it just, I, I agree. Like I wasn't, I thought the way it was handled was, was decent. Cause there's no, it's not like an exposition dump. It comes in dialogue. It kind of comes in the flow of conversation, but it's, it's, it feels thin. Like, Oh cool. He was like nice to you when your mom died. And so yeah. you've like, you are like going to be loyal to a 28 year relationship, which like, I guess relationships have been built on less than that. Um, but she also seems like super unhappy. It's not like John, you're forgetting. Not, this is also a Jesus relationship. They, they hit different. But the yeah. whole point, as Casey's saying, is like she wasn't religious. That's like what the Tom guy is saying. So it's like she right. also gotcha. converts for yeah, him. Yeah, I kind of forgot they they like pay lip service. That. That's right. Yeah. But and yeah. again, I'm just picking it like John was. 
too. I mean, there's it's hard to pick out something to kind of deconstruct in here, and that those moments in that script writing are w- among the weakest. It's a but super, it's not like it's a huge consequence. It's a super it. interesting choice to not have him just be the vampire dude. Like, nope, he's yeah. gone later. You've served your the what the vampire, like who Jacob the lover man. Oh, oh like no, yeah. well. But Eric, but that like, so it's funny because in retrospect, it makes sense because it's a lady vampire and like, she's no, totally. I'm just only, saying. but at the time, like it was, yeah, you're like, why? Cause <laughs> the way he gets got is, uh, pretty grim. <laughs> Sir, you've, yeah. you've, you came, you were handsome and now you're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh. We, uh, we haven't talked yet about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but do fingers go into her neck wound at some point? Dude, you know who that guy is? <laughs> She does. No. She does. She does it. She does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, ooh. It's a little... Yeah. I don't... We don't have to go too far into it. Anyway, Eric, who are... Who, no, who's go ahead. The what was the word <laughs> you were going to use, Caitlin? No, I mean, Casey teed some of this up, but, like, I... Like, because the vampire stuff here is, like, this weird just, like, mix and mash of, like, all kinds of different... Yeah. Vampire. I liked that the holes... The neck holes didn't go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was that's I like that, and then I also like, although it's ridiculous that they have like rat teeth, which are more like the Nosferatu teeth, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. Um, but they're so ridiculous. And she goes to the dentist at one point again, oh. absurd sequence. And then they that have was like, a cool ah, scene. The uh, oh, <laughs> you got, oh, I forgot about oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but the part of that that's so weird is like the dentist is like, oh, you have more teeth coming in. It's just like the two pointy teeth. Yeah, and she says and sometimes that, that happens. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking? <laughs> I love that sequence though. It's so funny, and like when the UV light turns on, you know, I was like, oh no, oh no, and then like her face bursts into flames. This is they do play a little fast and loose, where it's like, so the UV light burns her, but like she's walking around in the sun, no problem. And she was sitting in front of an open window with the sun, watching the yeah. sunset when they did the UV treatment. Different rules, you know. No, I know that it is a little. They're kind of all over the place. And they, you notice they also had to have wooden stakes, but it didn't have to be in the heart. Well, and also, like, we get rats here, not bats. You know, we it's just a little bit different. But Rats are fairly common from Dracula, too, I think. Yeah, they're common from, like, historical, like, uh, yeah. literature vampires, but not so much in, like, horror, our yeah, landscape. True. But, and it was cool. I liked the the design and sort of the the rules and I was there for the, you know, finger in the neck situation. That's yeah. Funny. The fingering, the puncture wound. Yeah. Uh, that was something I did not expect it. <laughs> no, no. I think they call that a metaphor. Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they did a good job with like makeup and effects in here too. I mean, like the, like we said, the master looked great and watching that lady who played the nun, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, Bonnie Aaron's. Yeah. Watching her deliver that monologue talking around those teeth is an impressive feat. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, John. I had the same reaction you did too. It was like, a boy, that's a weird voice. And then didn't put any more thought into it until the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the haircut. Barbara gets a haircut. Anne, excuse me. She has a sort of like mousy long, like holding on to youth type of Church longer lady. hair. Yeah. And then she does like a, a harsh, severe bob where she cuts it a little bit shorter and then Looking has like those good. scarves around her neck to like hide the puncture wounds. I was like, oh, 
looks pretty Go good. Ahead. Yeah. You, yeah. You were thinking, you were thinking about, hey, I should head to the, head to the, you know, <laughs> what do they call the barber? The stylist. Power Can we all agree? Power that, choker. Uh, <laughs> the barber, Crimson, the lady barber. The lady yeah. barber. Can we all agree that crimson red is a great color for uh, Barbara Crampton? Uh, yes. She looked yeah. great. That scene no, with just, the waiter where she's like, you know, staring at him and kind of like commanding him. You go to the barber cool. and you're like, I'm like looking for the look. It's like, I was kind of repressed in my marriage and now, but now I'm a vampire and like, I just bought blood, blood from the grocery store. And like, give me the Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> give me that look, whatever that is. Re- reclaiming my womanhood through vampirism. What what does that look like? Listen, hair is an important part of that. Uh, believe yeah. me, I know. Um, all right, guys. Would you recommend Jacob's wife, Caitlin? Yes. Casey? Yeah, totes. John? I think I'm going to go yes, too. Ooh, there you go. I'm also going to say yes. Four thumbs up from the BGH crew. It's on Shutter now. Jacob's wife, check it out. Uh, let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. He's a man obsessed with having the perfect family. I'll do anything I can do to keep my family together. But his obsession hides a deadly secret. You never talk about your past. We don't have a single lead. The guy is smart. We won't have anything to go on unless he does it again. All we need is a murderer out here. Shelly Hack and Terry O'Quinn. You're a very bad girl. In a thrilling tale of suspense, the stepfather. Tuesday at 8 on KST Washington. Hi, this is Doug Bradley Pinhead from the Hellraiser Movies, welcoming you to Bloody Good Horror. John Schnars. Yes, sir. Housekeeping. First up. Um, yeah. Um, important note, John. We now have show notes. Mr. Casey mm. here. This is a long requested feature, John, because I know a lot of people don't like to listen to the whole show if they haven't seen the movie, but may want to just catch up with us, John, you know, listen mm-hmm. to some fan mail. So we're going to put notes in there every week now that tell you the review start and the review end. So you can just fully skip it if you'd like to. Because Lord knows we're, we could spoil at any moment. That's true. Yes. No promises about what happens in fan mail, but you know what I mean. So um, check that out. You can just look at your uh, show notes there on your app, and it's right there. We had it starting last week. <coughs> um, John, by popular request, it is returning this year, the hashtag BGH5K. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is going to be the weekend of October 15th. So basically what you do is it's a virtual 5K. You don't have to enter. All you do is go to a 5K that weekend. It doesn't have to be, it can be running, it can be walking, 
It can be crab walking, John. I don't really care. You could do it on could. A, you that could, would be harder than regular walking. You could do it on a crawling. You could do crawling. it on a bike. Mm. I don't care if you want to do it on a bike, John. Just, no, no bike. Come just on. let me know. <laughs> just let us know so we don't think you're you like some kind of superhuman freak. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the point being that like there's no. It can be any time during the weekend. You can start on Friday if you want. Just use your whatever running app you use to record stuff and um, send it in. We'll share it on socials. Lots of love. We're, we're we may try to do the medals. Might be tough this year. We may try to do something for the winner. Um, we are still formulating that, but we wanted to let people know that we're definitely on to do it. So you get back non BGH winner because if anyone beats me, I will send them a personal gift. Get yes. back to training, John. Oh, well, listen to this guy. If someone beats you, <laughs> John, will, John, if somebody beats you, will you commit to sending them a lock of your golden flaxen hair? Mm, do they want that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert i'm gonna if ride someone a... beats me i'll send eric a lock of my listen hands. i'm gonna beat you on a bike okay no, I, <laughs> I think it might still be close a horse is a bike that pedals itself eric <laughs> <laughs> that is if eric true. rode a horse he would definitely break a bone like, in his pelvis oh, yeah i wouldn't God. even have to get thrown off yeah just being jostled around that much wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be good exactly um <laughs> okay other thing john we wanted to announce there were having questions about this last year we did this thing in i was gonna say in COVID times but i think it might still be COVID times john we did a halloween zoom meetup for patrons only um there was like 40 people there or something we did a costume contest. We kind of did like meet and greet, kind of got to know people. And then we did um, John Shelton, the homeless professor of BGH, did just some like insanely epic trivia that was a shit ton of fun. We are going to do that again this year. That's going to happen. Um, we're tr- we, we believe it's going to be the weekend of October 23rd, probably Saturday night. Um, last year, I think we started like nine o'clock Eastern time. So yeah, so put that in your calendars. Um, to get that link, you have to be a BGH patron of any ilk. So we'd love to have you. Um, it was a ton of fun. I it, remember 30% of it. John was very drunk. I was sober. So mm-hmm. I, I can attest to the fact that it was fun. The best part of the night was uh, on Sheldon's trivia, he, did, he made a video of like people dancing in horror films and it was all really quickly cut. And you had to name as many of the movies as you could. You could, you know, you watched it for 30 seconds or something. They had to name all the movies. It was just, it was so much fun. The costumes were actually really, really good, to be clear. I won a prize for there my were, There were amazing costumes, yeah. yeah. I, for people who don't remember, was dressed as one John Schnars. Yeah, tip of the hat. Um, this year, I'm going to have to figure out how to dress as pandemic Schnars. Mm. It's different. Just buy a wig. I mean, it's not yeah, I didn't get the wig last year. I might need to get it. This I might need to happen this year. So there you are. Um, October twenty third. Join Patreon for more. Casey, um, do we have anything on the Twitters tonight? We only have a couple tweets tonight, but let's get into them here. First up, we have from a listener overseas, and that is at that Neil Martin. Evening. It's been a while since I've done this. So, if you were here in London, what would your top three must-see films at Fright Fest be this year? Man, this guy asked this question, and I was like, I went and looked at the list. I've heard of one of those movies, and it's yeah. demonic. 
you, sir, are going to want to look up a podcast called Films at First Sight that <laughs> Caitlin is also on. These are people that are super smart and pay attention to these things and will probably would like Joe By people. We mean listen, it's Joe Ferry, my co-host. Joe 100% has a bunch of thoughts on Fright Fest. So I would hit him up. It's a good show. I, uh, I saw the trailer for Gaia, yeah. which looks, oh boy. Um, so I put that on my list and I'm demonic. I'm pretty excited about, uh, if I had to pick one more, I would probably just based on the names, I don't know. I'd probably go slap face. You guys, I did see face? some bad names. It doesn't sound pretty good. There's yeah. one here at the top. That's just crabs with an exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> some yeah, that could be interesting. Too. Only if they say yeah. it like that skit though. Crabs. The only one on the list that I've heard of, before this was demonic and then there's a new nick cage movie coming out prisoners of the ghost land that i saw is on the docket too and i'm only knowing about that because just this past weekend they released a kick-ass poster for it yeah. so take a look for that i think it's like a crime i may have seen the trailer for that it's like a, but it's like not it's like horror crime or something yeah so pretty interesting breaking news John. These look cool elizabeth just texted me the perfect pandemic schnars wig so oh, nice. I think we're set up. <laughs> getting problems, problems getting solved. It's a little Chris. Uh, looks like Chris Hemsworth as Thor a little bit is probably what they were modeling this uh, wig after. I would guess. There you go. All um, right. Next we, up, we have longtime listener, longtime tweeter. We've got two tweets here coming up from at Robale. First up, it's ninety plus degrees pretty much everywhere. Are you all doing pumpkin spice yet? I don't really do pumpkin spice, but I'm in the mood. I, I'm in the mood. I had two pumpkin the other day, which nice pumpkin beer. I don't. Yeah, that know. counts. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the mood despite the weather. Yeah, I'm. It, it was, was hot. I was like, I don't know about this right now. It was but. like 106 or 107 yesterday, and I was furious. Um, but I'm I'm not a big uh, like pumpkin flavored person, but I am all about like. The to Target dollar spot. I picked up a prescription today. I picked up one yesterday. And every time I go to Target, I'm looking at the dollar spot like Halloween, 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 Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's a there's a bunch of spirits around me, but only one of them is open. It's like eight miles away, which here is kind of a haul. And I was just like, I'm going to go. I need I need to get in there. It's kind of, I just consider it self-care at this point, honestly, to just walk in one of those <laughs> and stare at stuff for a while. If I have a low can hit it too. Yeah, I think I have one of those near me. I just got to find it. I don't want to brag, but my daughter's interviewing at Spirit of Halloween tomorrow, so. <laughs> no big deal. Casey's about to ball out on a yeah, Be careful, bro. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Uh, Next up from Robale. There's a five below we... 15 miles from here. <laughs> might might be <laughs> worth it. Five below is a great place to buy ramen, just so you're, you know, if you're still living out your college, college dreams, it's mm. my go-to. Nice. Uh, another one from Robale. This is a hard-hitting question. Which character leaving Grey's Anatomy hit you the hardest? <laughs> Hashtag ask BGH. Um, yep. <laughs> I watched the show the first couple of seasons, but it's been too long. Yeah. I think I I would have to go with that TV night because he got outed in like the third season or something, right? And I think that's about when I stopped. <laughs> I have not seen the show. I feel bad. Oh, don't. Is this Great. not a Grey's Anatomy podcast? <laughs> Great question, Robel. Great question. I'm sorry, we buddy. Did the, we did have the Portuguese uh, fan fiction people in our uh, SBGH hashtag, though. So maybe he Robel's fishing for some uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy fans, friends out there. 
bridging the gap like a true fan. Yeah, making us international. <laughs> Last up, we have uh, another longtime listener, longtime tweeter at Skizbot. Would you rather go gray, go bald, or join the prestigious club I'm in and do both? I'm definitely going both. I wish I kind of had more gray. I like the gray, honestly. Yeah, I've come to terms with my gray. Yeah, I don't get... I I think dudes always look way worse when they've obviously dyed their gray than if you just accept it. And I feel the same way about... I really feel the same way about losing your hair. Like, I I wouldn't even tell... I'm not a big, like shaved head proponent because most people just look real weird and greasy with a shaved head and like i don't yeah just let it you gotta but you gotta figure out what you're doing with it you gotta you gotta gotta pick a lane and commit to it but even if listen if that lane is you want to look like jack nicholson in the shining then you fucking do it the key is just to like do it with confidence that's all Uh, that's all that matters if you're thinking about a jack nicholson in the shining look like give me a call uh you know maybe we can (laughs) i I think about it daily yeah. I, I do. I feel like you know because it's legit what my dad looked like in the late seventies. <laughs> Dudes with like the salt and pepper hair get a lot of love, and rightly so. It's a great look. But I also I love a bald dude. You guys know that one wow. of my celeb crushes is Woody Harrelson. So like love oh, for all the bald dudes. You're saying bald or like full like bicked, or you just mean just bald in general? Just bald in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you want to bick it, then you can. But like, you know. It's about Love the it's about the confidence way more than what it looks like. I watched Kingpin not that long ago, <laughs> and like you're gonna have a hard time convincing me that's a good. <laughs> See the difference? Isn't that more like a comb over though? Uh, he's got like three hairs. Yeah, see, like that, but that <laughs> I isn't. Mean, ex- I understand that isn't joke. accepting it, John. That's trying to make something that isn't there. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. They uh, considered my nickname freshman year of high school in football was Pumpkinhead. I'm not shaving my head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkinhead. And it was fun. It was named that for good reason. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kids are the worst. Oh my God. I know. My little brother has a ton of grays, and so does my youngest cousin. It's like they, the first, for whatever reason, the younger folks in my family are going gray first. Oh, my sister is like 30% gray. And I have not, you know, knock on wood, or not really. I don't really care, but I haven't seen a gray hair yet. So yeah, I, I'm like, weird. huh. I wonder when it's gonna happen. For you, me. Uh, you sure about that, John? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> well, sure. Well, when you win a lock of his hair, Eric, you I'm can gonna let us search it. Me, Suz- My wife, Suzanne, will tell me the second she's <laughs> because she's been going gray, like. You know, part of it, I think, is like she had to carry three kids, and that will take something out of you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, she's she's keeping an eye. She's like ready. She's very excited for me to have a gray hair. Like, I can literally I look at like extreme stressful periods of my life and be like, yeah, that's like when it happened. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is how I know I take stress worse than you do, Schnars. It rolls. It just you know it passes through me. Is what it does. That sounds incredible. Mm. See, I, think, I mean, I, it does damage, but it ultimately goes through me. See, but like my gray hair up here, I got this little bit of a stripe going. My mom had a stripe in the same area, and so did her grandma. So I think it's kind of cool. Wow. Like Genetic it. stripe. Skunk boy. All right. Yep. Is, that, is that it for uh, Twitter there, Casey? That is it. Cool. Uh, I am the Instagram person now. I'm very much enjoying it. Um, I went on a jag last night on my stories, Caitlin. I don't know if you were hopping in there, but I had some real good ones. 
Um, in your story? Well, no, in the BGH. The BGH or... <laughs> uh, first up, are y'all going to do another Halloween Zoom party like last year? We sure are, Frank and Megan. Yep. Get excited. Um, favorite to Palma flick, and why is it Blowout? I've never seen Blowout. Blowout's no, good. it's going to be Carrie. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a fuck. basic bitch, so my answer is Scarface. I'm sorry. It's just good. It's a good ass movie. I mean, we're not saying it's bad, but no, John, the internet yeah. doesn't like it though. Yeah. Wow. You're a you're a beautiful creature free of the internet, and that's why you're so pure. But the the internet's a, not a pure place. Now, hold on. Just give me one second, because I got to put. There's like one I'm forgetting that I want to. Uh, I'm gonna. Call I'll up. admit though, I have not. I like know. I looked. I prompted by this question. I looked up his. Uh, Ouvoir, and I have, yeah, I'm not actually have not seen a lot of it. Uh, Dress to Kill that might be yeah. my, my number one. That movie, there was, a t- there was a time in the late 80s in middle school that I thought The Untouchables was like the coolest thing ever made. I mean, Untouchables is an awesome movie as well. Yeah, it was. I the last time I saw it was probably when I was in like middle school, though. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I need you guys to have more love for Carrie here, but okay. I do love Carrie. Too. I mean, Carrie's also amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sisters. Uh, the new Halloween kills scores out. Have you listened? If so, thoughts. So they actually released it like briefly on YouTube or something. And then it was, but it was like a brief window. So now you can, if you go to Spotify, you can just hear um, a track from it. And it's awesome. Hell yeah. Everything they do. It's a, it's a John Carpenter and his son. And so there's somebody else that works with them. It's really cool. Is it fair for me to say spiral was one of the worst films ever made? What do you guys think? I wouldn't Uh, say worst. I believe I was a no. And there were several (laughs) yeses on this show. And the record will show that. Dude, I think worst film ever made is probably a little harsh. I mean, that's strong, (laughs) but I'm not saying like, yeah, it's probably not the worst ever made. We've seen a lot of bad stuff, so. I was trying to explain it to some friends last night, and I, I like, it, even explaining sort of the beginning and how Chris Rock fits into the, the role just, yeah, it was a mess. So, was he, a does, so he does stand really up for 10 episode. minutes. Yeah. Uh, should I get a vintage Friday the 13th or Halloween poster? I can't make my mind up. He may have already made it, it up by now, but what do you guys yes. think? Yeah. They're both good. They're both good posters. Yeah. I've, I've owned them both at various times. I probably still do in a tube somewhere. I say treat yourself and get both. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If you have, have I, room. I have an original print Halloween three, like theatrical poster. That's real dope. You can, you know, like they, when they used to fold them. So it's got like all the, the creases. creases. In it. Yeah. Didn't you buy that at Horror Probably. Yeah. That's always where I would get those. I also have an original, a town that dreaded sundown. That's like oversized. That's like massive. And you wouldn't know where would you even put this thing, but it's amazing. (laughs) I have, it's like wallpaper for, I have like like, many amazing posters that I just, uh, I'm never, once you uh, turn towards the ceiling, Eric, you've got all the square footage you're not using. That's true. (laughs) Um, have you ever been to Camp Blood at the Mahoning Drive-In? It's a damn good time. This is the place that they just had the Joe Bob thing at. It's in PA. Had you heard? Know, it? But... Have you heard of that place, John? Like being a, a PA native? No, no. I mean, I I like was looking it up when, it's a Joe, big, when we were talking about the Joe Bob. It's a big ass state. Yeah, yeah. It, 
PA, quite big. It's very large. Yeah. Very big. That's my beef is like all this stuff there. It looks cool. It sounds great. Pennsylvania is like deceptively far away from places like New York and Massachusetts. Like if you were looking at a map, you'd be like, oh, it's right there. Like that's a whole fucking day just well, to get New there. New York actually borders Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, but, but not the part that I'm from, John. Yeah, yeah, fair. Now that after she uh, wrote in on Twitter last week, all I can hear is Mary saying blood. Blood. Can't blood <laughs> Are you going to do demonic on the show soon? <sighs> I hope so. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. We'll get, I mean, it will, it's definitely getting in. Yeah. It's on the list. Are you going to see the Candyman in the theater this week? Yes, we are. John will not be. John is moving back to, I know we've been saying this for weeks. You think he's a liar. Don't be (laughs) nice to John. He's actually moving to New York City. Yeah. Next, this will be my last show as we is all your stuff there. Uh, like 93% is of the it. apartment yeah. like set up and ready to go. Uh, yeah, it's close. I mean, we gotta, we have to build the kids beds. The kids, uh, the kids have mattresses, but their beds are still in boxes. They they got there. Like, are you oh, doing any bunk beds? We share in rooms here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the two girls are sharing. A room. They can't build their own beds. Shars yeah. Uh-huh. On a scale of one they to 10, love to how, <laughs> how excited are your in-laws to see you guys go? Um, I think there's some mixed emotions. Mm. We'll see. I'm going to miss this background. I mean, it's the house here is very nice. There's, there's lots I'll miss, but you know, it's not New York city. So can patrons get like a video tour of their house before you go? (laughs) (laughs) Just to kind of get some context where you've been all these years. It's been Uh, years. years. It's been, it's been 18 months. Yeah. That's almost years. So God damn. What is life? Um, Robale asks a disrespectful question who gets Joey King in the divorce (laughs) (laughs) to which I replied uh, she's an adult sir no one gets her she may continue to make her own decisions as an adult of legal age Um, Uh, I don't know that she's gonna like does she have a defender on the show (laughs) she seems cool I don't know know. she's fine yeah Yeah, yeah, that's true she's she's done some she's done some wild stuff so Um, this last one's a really good one what film do you watch when you want to feel all oh I you know what totally screwed this up I thought it just said feel all the feels it's actually fall feels feel all the fall feels feels. I thought Mm. it was just feels to which my answer was American movie that uh, runs the gamut. Uh, um, fall feels though. Fall that, too. It's a little more winter, I would say. American movie. It's, a, it's well, it spans all the seasons, John. Really. Well, I know, but it, it's kind of got that winter yeah. vibe. Um, what do you got? Fall feelings. Something I mean, I know it's this week comes. That's a good one, dude. I'd never seen that until it was your staff pick. That movie is yeah. so good. I love that movie. I'm still big on Hocus Pocus. I know that you know. That's it's a, a bit played out, I suppose, at this point, but I sure do love it. Um, we watched that with the kids last year, and it was a lot of fun. My answer is Halloween 4, specifically. Mm. It's a good one. It's got real great Halloween trick-or-treating atmosphere. The likes of which they didn't really do that well again until the last, the new one. I think this year for me, it might be Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I'm, I'm due for a rewatch. I just watched and, that. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good one, too. None of it makes sense. It's um, like none of it. <laughs> no, I'm but I don't even mean, but people say like, oh, there's like Stonehenge and the mat. Like, uh, that's not even what I'm talking about. Tom Atkins, 
this like why they're shacking up like they just met, none <laughs> of it makes any sense like i'm not even we're not even talking oh, it's about just, stonehenge it's tom atkins animal magnetism right. i was gonna say to a lot of that you know that's darcy's, what you do with tom atkins is shack up he just looks darcy's like he's been on this sort of like tom atkins fucks kick and i'm super here for it i remember uh chase and i watched halloween three together and the whole time i was like tom atkins is so fucking hot and chase is like <laughs> no please calm down he just <laughs> looks like so he good. He just looks like he reeks of gin and cigarette smoke, and I can't get past that part of it. Oh, gin, cigarette smoke, and Old Spice. Yes, like a, yes. Got, <laughs> like, you know that dude got, was chain smoking in the 80s. He has, like, such an energy to him. Like, he oh, really, I mean. Totally. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't disagree like, with you, but I also. Like, you know. if you watch, uh, what is it, In Search of Darkness, the 80s horror doc, like, he's so funny in that, too, and, like, such a good he's great sport. It's yeah. like, you just. Like him even more, and I appreciate Darcy's sort of campaign to. There's this whole thing in Halloween three where like, so they're they're ostensibly like they team up because her dad goes missing. Oh, and he was the doctor who treated her dad dies, and he was the doctor who treated him at the hospital. I think that's how they met. But the dad was killed because he was like learning about the fucking mask uh, factory stuff with the you know whatever so they go on a road trip together okay so then they like rent some hotel room and he's like he's feigning like he's trying to be respectful and he goes um he's like i can uh sleep on the floor um or i can go sleep in the car like that <laughs> and she like she gets all sheepish and she goes where do you want to sleep and he goes and then he like turns like his whole body language changes and he gives her this like fuck face and he goes man that's a stupid question <laughs> And then he just moves in and he kisses her and then they're just bang. It's like, it is amazing. It's the kind of thing that will never happen in a movie again. And um, it was just fascinating. I just, I can't forget that scene. It was there's, amazing. There's no better sort of advertisement for page, joining the Bloody Good Horror Patreon than watching Eric uh, do some really important physical acting there yeah. and recreating the like, scenes. Uh, it was very important. That's a stupid question. There. <laughs> I want to stay in your bed. Because they're gonna do it. <laughs> he is a cool guy. I'll give you that. He's got moves. Yeah. Same thing with Jamie was... Lee Curtis in The Fog. Yeah. Well, The Fog, another great movie. Could be on the fall movie watch list. Fall fields. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of got to be like a, a the water. List. That's a really good one too, John. Um, I don't know if it's set in fall though. Is it? It's more like it, it's more like a by the water type of movie. You're I'm gonna right, look it up though because there is a date. There's just it's a specific anniversary date. Yeah. Um. Which while I'm doing that, John, I I forgot to tell you it was the last question. So you take some time right now and orient yourself, God okay? Damn it! <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> April twenty first. Ah, there you go. So oh, never okay. mind. Not fall. Sorry. That is when the fog comes, though, Eric. Remember, are you, you know. In April. Just based on my, <laughs> my fog knowledge. Your fog degree. <laughs> hey, what's on your Turvis tumbler there, buddy? A turtle. A turtle. Nice. Turtle Turvis. Yeah. <laughs> we have like 50 Turvis cups in this house. So you have to like remember which. Yeah. I only drink things, drink out of things with lids on them almost exclusively now because I can't be trusted. Like you and my children. And it's got to be a really heavy vessel so that it's really difficult for me to knock it over. 
I uh, took my cousin's son out. I tutor them in reading, and I took one of them out for his reading rewards this past weekend. And we got one of those freak shakes, you know, the places that put like a whole piece of cake on top of a milkshake. Oh, like, wow. you know, it's fun. But uh, we had, I, I did have us eat lunch first, and the waitress brought me a regular glass, and she brought him because he's eight a cup with a lid and he took it off and I was like mm, I think we're gonna have to put that back on <laughs> and he was like I don't need it and I was like yes we do <laughs> oh that's a sensitive subject Caitlin you know they want to be uh, adults yeah. I, I think he thought I wouldn't notice but I was like mm, I see you I love it um, next week Candy Man directed by Nia DaCosta. It's in theaters only? Not loving that part of it, John. Why? Uh, I don't really buy this whole, like, it's about the experience. Like, okay. You guys wanted more money, so they insisted on putting it out in the theater. Like, let's not pretend what we're doing here. People are dying. <laughs> well, as, it's okay to release learning, it on demand. Eric, as we're learning with this Black Widow situation, there's, like, some contractual shit that, well, you know... Is... also true. You know, yeah. all tied up here. That's but not, no, that's not I, my yeah, I problem, John. I totally agree. Disney and should just. I probably pay. will be seeing it on video because I will not be able to see. It with Disney should just pay people and then bring the movies to my house because I'm kind of done with the theater. But we're gonna do it for you. Hot, spicy take. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm full of them today. Um, John's gonna be out, so we're gonna bring on some guests. Probably. I don't know what that's gonna look like yet, but we shall figure it out. You're welcome. I guess. I'll, I'll miss you and your flaxen hair, John. It's my new word of the day. All right, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed our episode on Jacob's wife. And we'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.